Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on the Monday after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody had a good one, and I hope you're ready to go back to work, for goodness sakes, just like I'm not. Okay, not here I am today, and I'm having a good time. I got good friends on this show today. We're going to talk about the University of Pennsylvania's Catapult EdTech Accelerator Program. Okay, for folks who have great ideas in technology, okay, and they want the experts behind them. So I've got John Gamba here, who is, quote, I love the way he put this, a serial entrepreneur, okay, but he is also the entrepreneur in residence and director of innovative programs at that this EdTech Catalyst at, at University of Pennsylvania. I'll give you all the information in just a few minutes. And also with him is another good friend who works with him and us, by the way, here at ace-ed.org. And that, pardon me while I pronounce her last name properly, because Nene is from Thailand, Nene Characha Nebun. Okay, and I hope I did that right. Okay, Nene, I've been practicing this morning. Okay, and... Uh, we're going to talk about all the wonderful things that are possible and what they're looking to do with ed tech with these two terrific people. As you know, we'll archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's our home website. Everything we do is over there, and we're working closely with the ed tech accelerator over at Penn Catapult to get even more on there, etc. We've got our magazine, Equity and Access, a new issue. Please go over there, click through, check it on out, Okay. We've got all the podcasts over there. We've got our SEL Today website over there. We have got uh, all the information on teacher retention as we're trying to get that all together, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really good stuff. It's all linked at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, let me bring on both of my guests today. I should have clicked through just a moment ago. Before ladies first, as always, it's clicking through. There it is. Hi, Nene. It's Larry here. Good morning. Hi, Larry. Very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Are you kidding me? It's a pleasure to have you here from my hometown of Philadelphia, okay, where you now live, I might add. All right, John, are you there? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm fine. How was your holiday? It was great. We, uh, In true entrepreneurial spirit, we had to pivot a little on our plans. My mother-in-law came down with COVID, so we had oh, to geez. switch plans on the day of our, our, our big event, but my wife is uh, amazing, as she always is, and we celebrated it here in Philadelphia. Thank you for asking, and she's, she's doing well. That's good. That's great. And the COVID is going around. Luckily, they have the drugs here, and hopefully she'll be fine. It can take a couple of weeks. My wife had it a couple of weeks ago, but she's fine now. Just, uh, it's just bad, so everybody's got to take care. Nene, how was your holiday? It was great. Um, I also stayed in Philly and caught up on some work and also um, got to meet my family friends um, in the urban area as well. That's good. And did you have a good steak sandwich? I hope you did, Nene. We have to talk about it. Yes, that. I did. <laughs> okay. And by the, by the way, to my friend John on the line here, we have a friend in Australia, and when, the, when, when she was when Fleur was in town a couple of weeks ago, before she left, I demanded – she get a Philly steak sandwich. John said that it would not be to her taste, and she actually took a picture of it and said it was the best thing she ever ate in her life. There you go, John. <laughs> no yeah. question. Sounds like my children. When I tell them not to do something, they do yeah. it and they love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you're in Philly, don't don't not get a Philly steak sandwich. That's the lesson we can all learn from here. Okay, University of Pennsylvania. Okay, in good old West Philadelphia. Okay, founded by Ben Franklin, and now you have the catapult. 
uh, EdTech Accelerator. And John, you're the equivalent. By the way, I have to say something. I, mean, I, I never did this before, but just before the show, I was looking up uh, some stuff about you. And John has a lovely foundation through his family. Okay, he's built up companies in education. He knows. He calls himself a serial entrepreneur. Just talk about all the good things you're doing, John. You really do do good things in education. I got to tell you, my friend, you should be proud well, of yourself, you. you and your family. Really. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. And 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 we definitely uh, bleed pen red and blue. I had the honor this past summer uh, to celebrate my 30th reunion from the University of Pennsylvania, and I celebrated it with my father, a first-generation high school graduate uh, who also graduated from Penn in 1961, and my son, who graduated uh, this past June. So the three Johns walked down on on campus, 60 years, 30 years, and a a new graduate. So we uh, we definitely uh, bleed Penn red and blue. And uh, I work as the Director of Innovative Programs and Entrepreneur in Residence in Catalyst at Penn GSE, which is an innovation center uh, within I said, Penn GSE. I, I've, I've been saying catapult. I don't know why I've been – I apologize. No, that's okay. It is, that. Actually, it is, it is catapult. So Catalyst is our center, oh. and catapult is the first virtual accelerator that was built through uh, Catalyst at Penn GSE. Got and it. Catapult, Thank you. As, as you Sorry. noted, Catapult connects EdTech entrepreneurs to learning resources, strategic advisors, academic uh, researchers, and classroom practitioners, all within an entrepreneurial community of practice. Recently launched uh, post-COVID, and uh, it's now, uh, you know, on, uh, yeah. gotten through its M- MVP, and it's now, uh, <laughs> you know, connected several EdTech entrepreneurs to uh, amazing learning re- resources, uh, all supported also by uh, Nene, who's our content manager yes. and really keeps it together with the glue. Yeah, and we're going to be talking a lot to Nene today. She is she is truly amazing. I got to tell you, one of the things before, I, before we go on all about Catapult, I want to ask you, because you, you have a lot to do with this. You oversee the Milken Pen GSE Education Business Plan Competition. Okay, and and that has awarded over one point five million dollars to over 50 education entrepreneurs. And I think this is important just to talk about and put it all into, you know, a perspective here, John, because there are so many great educators out there and people who are involved in business or want to be involved in business. We got to put the great minds together and just talk about all the stuff that you're doing there. You know, yeah, yeah. So milk, the milk, the milk and business plan competition, which is now in its uh, 14th year. Um, It it has has supported over 1,500 EdTech entrepreneurs from 50 countries uh, and has awarded over $1.8 million in cash and prizes. Um, And those businesses who have been awarded that uh, the the, the money have gone on to raise over $150 million in follow-on capital. So truly uh, high impact. Uh, We're we're measuring the outcomes of those uh, competitors who come through our our milking program, and very uh, excited about what was, you know, originally thought of as education impact has now evolved to uh, education equity. We're really focusing very hard right now on on education equity, equitable Mm -hmm. access, equitable experiences, and equitable outcomes in education. And this past year, 
uh, four more uh, winners were were awarded uh, their their uh, stipends as opposed as a result of winning the milk and competition, thereby uh, uh, extending the, the legacy of impact and equity in worldwide education even further. And how, I have to ask, Skip, how are we doing on that with equity worldwide in education? I think. I think that when when you think about uh, uh, you know a billion learners uh, being displaced, if you will, as a result of COVID, things happen Hello. very yeah. fast. And then, and as we said, as we say, never let a crisis go to waste. We really went to work uh, by by thinking about how uh, uh, digital transformation uh, was happening happening fast in an industry, you know, K twelve pre K twelve education and higher ed that doesn't really change uh, quickly. So we were forced to change. We were forced to adapt, and we were forced to look at transformative applications, uh, a lot of which came through our milking competition and, and are now uh, in, interacting with us through our Catapult Virtual Accelerator. So we see that. We, we see a transformative uh, change happening. We see it through a, 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 an equity lens. But I have to say, Larry, you know, equity takes its form in very different ways uh, around the world. The right. U.S. Uh, you know, landscape and lens of equity may be very different from, you know, one of our competitors who are, is doing something to transform education in Nigeria right. or in right. India, which is right. where our, our competitors typically come from. Right. It, it's so important, you know, that we, that it's so important that we recognize the differences out there. And we do want everybody, because we've got to have everybody involved in this. There's one planet, I might add. Okay, we're not going to get to the next. There's no planet B. Okay, so we got to we got to do this right, but we got to recognize the differences, etc. The website for all this, and we're getting involved with it here at ace-ed.org, Okay, is catapult.gseupen.edu, and I have that I have it linked over on our show. But when people go over there, and Nene, this is kind of what you do. Okay, uh, Nene, uh, talk about your role there as the content manager and what people will see. Okay, as they go over to the website. For sure. Thank you so much, Larry. Um, so basically my role as um, Catapult's content manager is I work with all our content partners um, who list their content on our platform. Our content hub, uh, once you're registered onto our platform, which is free for registration, you will be approved for your membership and you'll be able to access our content hub, which includes various types of content, um, including videos, podcasts, articles, um, for them to be able to access, um, for all EdTech entrepreneurs globally, to access these resources. And some of our current um, partners include, obviously, Education Talk Radio, Arius Ed Start, um, Turnaround for Children, uh, which focuses on emotional um, learning for students and children around the U.S., also Research Minutes and Read It For Me. We also have our own um, original content produced by PenGSE here as well as we do our um, kind of mentorship and support for a lot of EdTech entrepreneurs in our networks. I really truly believe that um, EdTech entrepreneurs who really would like to have access to these resources that they need to excel, and I believe in, you know, equity and access to these resources, I think all EdTech entrepreneurs should be able to have access to. And by joining our platform, you'll have access to all these types of content that will be yeah. curated and also updated um, on a weekly basis to make sure that all the entrepreneurs have access to the best resources possible. It's it's so done important. And Nene, I don't know if you know this, but when you you were using the word entrepreneurs, can you? I, I don't know if you have this information. Who are these people? Are they people coming out of technology? Are they people people coming out of college or K twelve education? 
Okay, who are the? I don't know whether you've collected that information, but did you get a feel for that? Nene. For sure. Um, I think all of our um, entrepreneurs on the platform come from a variety of places um, throughout the world. Since we have the Milk and Ten um, Education Business Plan Competition that John and you talked about earlier, um, that is a really big pipeline for the network of EdTech entrepreneurs who are in our network at PenGSE. And I think um, it, it can be anyone who's really interested in either education, technology, or yeah. education technology in general. And I think there's no limit towards, you know, who can join our platform. You can just be interested um, in EdTech in general and wanted to have these resources. So there's really no boundaries for us in terms of who can access these resources or who can be approved um, for our membership. Yeah, and I think it's important, and this goes back to what John said a few minutes ago. You know, um, it has to be male, female, it's from all over the world. Okay, do you have a breakdown of that at all, Nene? What, what, how many males, how many females? I hope a lot for of females. Sure. Um, I, I think we do have um, a variety of breakdown. I think John, John might have more information in terms of um, the number of HR ventures in terms of like the global HR ventures that we have on our platform. Um, but I would say generally speaking, we do have a lot of um, both very diverse um, groups of entrepreneurs on our platform, including people from, you know, um, different countries. Like, for example, I formed a mm-hmm. partnership between um, Catapult and also the EdTech Accelerator I worked in in Thailand. So we do have, you know, people from Thailand, um, people from Southeast Asia, and also from Australia joining our platform um, cool. from all over the world. And I think that's really unique about Catapult is that we're really open to access for all entrepreneurs globally, and it's very important that we work together to achieve the goal that we all want is to really democratize um, these access to resources um, they need to grow as EdTech Ventures. Democratize those resources. I love it. Did you say you worked at an EdTech Accelerator in Thailand? Did I just hear you correctly? Yes. Yes, I did. Huh. Wow. And then you came over to – then you went to Penn? How did it all come together? That's interesting. Yes. So um, I basically spent um, a year working at an EdTech venture, EdTech Accelerator in Thailand called Disrupt Technology Ventures. Um, During my time there, I got a chance to really be exposed to a lot of, um, I guess, this area and this field of being involved in EdTech, and I really fell in love with it because of my passion to really create an impact um, in the education industry. And I've gone through multiple education systems myself, um, went to a Thai school, and then I went to U.S. public school. So I've been through quite um, a ride um, in terms of going through education systems, and I really realized that there's a lot of um, inequity and access in education, and I wanted to drive that change. So um, being able to be part of that EdTech Accelerator inspired me when it comes to Penn um, to really – join and continue this force of good. So I asked John if I could John if I could be a part of PenGSE and that was the time that Catapult was about to launch as well. So I was able to take part and become Catapult's content manager and continue my work um, in supporting EdTech entrepreneurs. You're exactly the person I was talking about before. That's a great story. I love that, Nene. That's terrific. Okay. And uh, on behalf of the Philadelphia Eagles who won last night, I know John knows that. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Okay, I, I know he knows that. Okay, okay, but we're both Philadelphians. Although I live in Maine now, I did watch the game last night. Okay, John, what, what, do, what do you do? Okay, well, how does a person who, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you right, who should be approaching you? Okay, a teacher with an idea? Okay, yeah. someone who's already got a company going? Just talk about that sort of thing. Really great question, and and just to build on on Nene's breakdown of demographics. Yeah. So last year uh, we we had over uh, 250 applications into the Milken, also feeding into Catapult. 31 United States states 
35 countries. And wow. to give you a quick breakdown on, on demographics, uh, 50% uh, men, 47% women. Uh, 50% wow. of our finalists identify as uh, persons of color, uh, 51% uh, ages 18 to 34. So it's uh, uh, skewing a little bit younger. But uh, to <laughs> answer your last question, 59% of our applicants have a master's degree or higher, and many of them have master's degree or higher in uh, education. So we uh, really like working with uh, educators turned entrepreneurs because yeah. they have classroom experience. They understand curriculum, lesson planning, unit guides. They have the experience of knowing how to interact with both, uh, with both students and teachers. So um, while we're open to anyone, uh, around the world who's interested in ed tech, as Nene stated, um, mm -hmm. those that do really well through our programming are those that are uh, experienced in uh, and around uh, the classroom. So these would be instructional designers, administrators, principals. We have a lot of teachers who are uh, turning to ed tech saying, you know, I've been, I've been working with Kahoot or PopTropica or Dreambox or a whole host of digital curricular uh, products and services. Mm -hmm. We think we're thinking about how to differentiate. How can we do things better, faster, stronger in light of the brave new world of, of post-pandemic education? And uh, that's the typical ed tech entrepreneur who comes to us, registers, and who we support through our programming. And, and this is going to be a funny question because I kind of know, but I want you to explain it. What do you bring to the table besides all the wonderful content that, allow, that Nene puts together? that allows people to see a, a, a whole uh, retrospective of what's going on in education. How do they work with the catalyst of the day-to-day -day business with Catapult? Yeah, How do they so work? That's, a great yeah. Question. that's a great question. Beyond the learning resources that Nene just described, we have an advanced member track that will be going live in early uh, 2023. So register now, get access to general membership and the, and the content hub, the content resources. But starting in 2023, uh, you will be matched to a strategic advisor based on your interests and your needs. Uh, you'll be integrated with uh, uh, researchers who uh, have an interest in the area where you're innovating. That could be mental health. It could be social-emotional learning. Hmm. It could be in professional development. It could be any competency-based uh, education area, hmm. math, STEM, English language arts, special education. And then finally, uh, connecting through our, our advanced membership track, uh, you'll have a, a, a taste of our research to practice approach where we're um, bringing you or integrating you into our ecosystem of practitioners where you can co-construct or co-design whatever application that you're developing uh, through the lens of a research-based or evidence-based approach. Um, and we're really proud of, of that secret sauce. We, we, there's a lot yeah. of accelerators out, out there, but, but, but rarely do you find one with a secret sauce uh, related to research to practice. Really working with our entrepreneurs on theory of action and theory of change, really working with our entrepreneurs on what the evaluative model is by which you're measuring the impact of the product or service that you're developing and deploying into the education market. We believe that that efficacy, that research or evidence basis of whatever you're developing will make you more investable, sustainable, and scalable over time. And that's really our mission and vision of Catapult is how we can connect you to advisors, 
researchers and practitioners in an entrepreneurial community of practice yeah. that'll make you more investable, sustainable, and scalable over time. And, and thank you. That was a great explanation. And that would bring me to another question. Okay. Uh, Penn has a good education school, right? And then Penn also has Wharton, the school of business. And we're talking about business and education. All right. Where does it all, how does it all fit together? Okay. In other words, does he, it has to work educationally, but then it has to build as a business. All right. And the business side is, if I may, where a lot of educators are on the weaker side. They just don't understand that. Okay. The, in, in detail. How, how do you, how do you work that and put it together? Okay. John, this is going to be fun. This is going to be the fun. Balance. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to allow Nene to, to, to build off Please. of what I say, but Penn, Penn in it itself is, is built around a vision of, interdisciplinary or cross-disciplinary education. We pride ourselves on having Wharton work with uh, educators, having the education uh, school work with the med school. So we, we are very much built around a, a discipline, and this comes from Ben Franklin, our founder, of interdisciplinary or cross-disciplinary education. Uh, so we're, we're constantly working with uh, and partnering with Wharton, constantly working with the med school on, on medical education, if you will, no, and making sure that we are, are tapping into all 12 of our uh, schools with, uh, across the university. We are ranked number one uh, right now at Penn's Graduate School of Education. Um, we just uh, eked out last year. We were tied with Harvard. We're now number one. Um, but we, you know, one of the things that we really like to do is, is tapping into the resources and clubs and programs within the Wharton School uh, because they're so, you know, deep in, uh, you know, business discipline, in, in, in marketing and sales and yeah. human resources and, 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 and finance. Um, and, and Nene, who's uh, in the College of Arts and Sciences, is very steeped and no. deep in the Wharton School building building partnerships for us as well as for herself um, in the area of, of venture capital and, and finance and investments. Nene can build Nene's on that. Nene is going to be a multimillionaire by the time all this is done. Okay, <laughs> there's going to be the Nene Foundation. I can, I can promise you no that. No question about it. I, we agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean it. Thank you. Nene, wait a minute. I would love to add on. Talk about this. Wait a minute. Nene, talk about this. But also, I just want to ask, talk about how the, the business content Okay, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, the business side of education is up on the website. So to include that in what you're going to say, Nene. For sure. Um, thank you so much. So uh, to add on to you're what welcome. John was discussing about our partnership um, with the Wharton School and how we're collaborating with them, I personally also work with the Wharton Impact Venture Associates team, um, which is basically a fellowship program at Wharton where I source for impact-driven startups. So this includes ed tech, health tech, climate tech, but my focus has been um, working on sourcing for education technology companies. And what I've been doing is also trying to create this partnership where um, Wharton um, Impact Venture Associates or the ESG initiative at Wharton um, to have a partnership with Penn GSE, where we're aiming to hopefully um, launch um, an education-focused fund or an education-focused um, impact fund at the Wharton School, similar to how we have Fund for Health, which is a health-focused um, fund um, for students to be able to manage capital. That's something I've been working on um, with the head of impact to make sure that we can make that happen and hopefully um, turn it into reality uh, with our partnership with Penn GSE. 
In addition um, to your question regarding uh, our content, um, regarding the business content, we do have um, yeah. a lot of partners um, in on our platform who are really you know experts in other fields. For example, AWS at Start is really experts in helping scale technology solutions for EdTech entrepreneurs. So we partner with AWS at Start, who is really our strong partner, has been a long partner of Catalyst at PenGSD as well. So we have content and resources to really you know, teach entrepreneurs how to scale their technological solutions um, to really scale their impact through technology. We also have um, some news articles and newsletters um, from uh, a lot of ventures uh, or kind of um, VC entrepreneurs who basically partner with our platform. For example, Caitlin Donnelly, who's a VC right now at Avalanche VC. Um, her newsletter, obviously, the features on our platform. We also have um, Read It For Me, where there's a lot of books, um, summaries that are related to education and are related to business ventures and how to develop successful businesses. Um, so those are a few that we have, and we are also working on you know, more partnerships to support entrepreneurs in all aspects that they need to succeed as a tech entrepreneur. It's incredible the work you're doing. And, John, I, have to, I want to ask you something. Thank you, Nene. You mentioned that the companies are given a strategic advisor. Is that someone who we know from the industry, or is that someone who's, at, I'll say, at Warden or at Penn's GSE? Uh, where, where, where does a strategic advisor come from? Great question. And to build on what uh, Nene had out outlined, once you're in the advanced track, you're getting uh, specific support in the area of leadership, product, market, and fundraising. So leadership, how you're building your team, product, how you're building your product based on system specifications, best practices with tactical implementation. On the market, it's go-to-market strategy, beachhead market strategy, customer discovery. And on fundraising, it's dilutive and non-dilutive uh, uh, fundraising. And what we do to answer your question, Larry, is after you take an assessment on where you are on your entrepreneurial journey, we assess where you need the most help. Either A, general venture development support, and those who, uh, like me who have experience in overall yes, venture development would be matched with you, or you may on your assessment show that you're crushing it in, in, with your team, you're crushing it with your market and fundraising, but you just don't have the product uh, chops because maybe you came out of the classroom as a high school teacher and you need support in product. So we will, through an intelligent matching system, match you with somebody, an advisor, who has a product development experience. Like Nene stated, could be somebody from AWS Ed Start. Could be somebody from, from Globav, one of our partners uh, on the Milken competition who provides technical uh, resources and technical support. So we have two prongs or two components of advisory support. One is a general uh, venture advisor who has, you know, generalist uh, over, overview and oversight of, of your entrepreneurial journey. And then along the way, if we notice that you're really deficient in one of those areas and needs specific support in team building, product market, or fundraising, we'll match you with a, an advisor who has specific experience in that area. And and it, it, I'm, I'm thinking like it's a university. Of course, it isn't. Okay, but well, it works with a university. But there's no schedule per se. How does it move along? Uh, does the person meet with their advisor? And this is virtual, by the way. Does it? Do they meet with their advisor? Is it? How's the scheduling work? Maybe I could put it that way. 
Well, I'm going to answer that, and then I'll, I'll push it over to Nene for her answer, okay. too, because we talk a lot about this. We uh, summarize uh, an answer to that question as the prescription is non-prescription. <laughs> we did not want to impart our knowledge and say, you must do this and then that in order to have a great venture. We really provide some uh, guide posts and guardrails, but allow you to fluidly move through our continuum of programming and our continuum of support. So after you take your assessment and you look at your founder focus map and you say, wow, man, I'm, I'm pretty strong in product, but I could really use help in, in fundraising. Well, maybe you'll dabble a little bit in, in, in product to kind of build on what you already know, but go all in on fundraising. We leave it to the entrepreneur to choose where they want to embark on their support. And then our advisors, once they're matched, will look at the work being done and then provide insight and advice on how they're doing. Um, and we find that that's, uh, that's um, uh, uh, enough guidance, but also um, some, some structure in terms of the, the four lanes of acceleration that we've deemed to be the most useful for the kinds of entrepreneurs, ed tech entrepreneurs that are coming through our programming. Um, not sure if Nene can build on that, but leadership, product, market, and fundraising, and we leave it up to the entrepreneur to determine where they need the most support. And based on how they're matched, they, the, the, the advisor provides the, mat, the matched advisory support accordingly. Wow. Great. Nene, sure. you want to add? Um, I'm also, yeah, happy to add on to that as well. Um, as John mentioned, we have four lanes of accelerated um, support. And through those lanes, we also have three stages of validation, development, and growth. And we have each kind of milestone that each entrepreneur would be kind of going through, depending on where they started off with. And in each milestone that they will have to complete, uh, we have, you know, specific resources that they need and assignments that we suggest them go through so that they're really, you know, prepared to, uh, to succeed as, as tech ventures. For example, um, if you look through, like, leadership planning, we have resources regarding um, leadership, how to lead a successful company, how to think through different strategies um, of planning meetings with your team. So these are the things that entrepreneurs will work through to complete those milestones, and then they'll submit um, the work that they did to their advisors on our platform, and the advisors will be able to approve those um, assignments um, that they have or also kind of set up meetings to walk through what they did to ensure that, you know, they've done um, the key metrics and milestones that we've provided them on the accelerated platforms and lanes that we have. And I think those are really effective in terms of resources that they need because we give them guidance, we give them resources, including um, content that we have, also a, a lot of um, things that they can use. For example, they have access um, to a lot of, um, I guess, support from the mentors and also from our content partners that we have integrated into these milestones that they'll be able to watch those videos and have access to those articles that they need to read to make sure that they really get it right in terms of um, each milestone that they have to go through. So I believe that, you know, through the structure that we have um, for them, they'll be able to succeed as at Tech Ventures and also utilize the network and resources they have um, through our mentors as well. And we believe in something that's like they're not really restricted only to the advisor. I think because an advisor has a lot of network um, in this space as well, we're really open and hopefully um, this is something that happens to our entrepreneurs is that they're able to utilize that network um, and tap onto different means of acceleration when they need it. 
Yeah, good answer. Thank you, Nene. And both of you, I'll, I'll, I think I'll go back to John on this one. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to give an example here, and I, I've been in touch, okay? We, we, we've met a company called PeopleBench. It's PeopleBench.com. They're in Australia, so it's PeopleBench.com.au. And PeopleBench is, is a way to measure, okay, how happy your employees are and try to correct that situation just to give you an idea. So it's a fabulous company. I've been in touch with Fleur and Karen on there, and I met them through John. All right, so PeopleBench, school administrators might be interested in this, PeopleBench.com.au. And, John, my question is, okay, um, I hope I explained that right. You might want to do a better job on that. But, um, John, when you meet somebody like Fleur, okay, who actually was in Philadelphia and visiting around the country, they're setting up pilot programs, uh, how do you work with them? How did how, how that all come about and, and how, how did it work, how to work out when she was here? Just I'm just trying to give a picture because – the U.S. is great, but it doesn't have all the answers, and our stuff goes out to all the other countries. I want this to be a worldwide thing. Okay, Nene, for example, from bringing as she is, is from Thailand. Okay, People Benches Australia. Just talk about the impact of that worldwide and how you work with these companies all over. John. Yeah, this is fairly typical. Uh, we're very excited about the work PeopleBench is doing. Yeah, they're um, great. First of all, a, a domain expert in the area of HR and resilience. They actually have an evidence-based, research-informed uh, matrix on what makes a more resilient workforce. And it's based on uh, research. I knew you'd explain research. that better than I did, John. I knew you'd explain that better than I did. <laughs> seminal but, research by do- do- Dr. McEwen. Um, and they've taken a, a, a seven-point matrix and, and are, are able to track uh, what makes for a more resilient workforce to address issues of uh, attrition, um, yep. apathy, um, a- areas on the great uh, resignation. And really what, what they've done is they've said, let's not really think about the end result or the, or the resignation, but the root causes. Um, they've they've built this out of Australia, and they are now uh, bringing it into the United States. And they asked yeah. for uh, our support at Penn's Graduate School of Education to really pressure test uh, the evidence basis of the the application, um, how their strategy builder, uh, not only do they have a resilience tracker, but a strategy builder tool, and how it, its application can be uh, used in, in the United States. We dropped them right into our ecosystem of support from our study council's uh, to our, uh, our our Penn's literacy network, and they're now um, yeah. uh, up and running with 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 school districts uh, pressure yeah. testing their application, um, and and actually going through our our uh, our accelerator and 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 really thinking about um, how they can take the 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 features and benefits of the platform that is working remarkably well in in Australia, uh, and now pressure testing and, and deploying that in the United States. Yeah, and they're facing the same kind of problems we are. The systems may be a little bit different, <clears throat> but they're safe, facing the same kind of staffing problems that we are. Okay, and that's why this is so important, and Fleur is just wonderful. And everybody, you should check that out. Okay, this is a key thing these days. People bench, like setting a benchmark on human resources, peoplebench.com.au. And I just wanted to mention that because we're, we're starting to work with them, and they're just, they're just delightful. John, Nene, we got to go. I mean, this this is just uh, the work you're doing is incredible. We're going to do more. And as we do more podcasts, we're going to have you bring some of these wonderful entrepreneurs on with you. Is that okay? 
We'd be happy to do for that sure. for anybody who's interested. Yeah. Again, uh, Larry, it's catapult.gse.upen.edu. Catapult.gse.upen.edu. Come all, come one. We'll, we'll love to support you. We'd love to collaborate with you. And we're really in, in, excited about transforming worldwide education as we know it. That's terrific. And did I say catalyst again? Because it's catapult. I don't know what's going on with my head. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Catapult. Okay. It's catapult. catapult. Okay. Yeah, got it. Okay. But it's ca- catalyst at Penn GSA. Right? I got to get this right here. Say it again. Give me the exact website. Catapult. No worries. Dot- Cat- catalyst at Penn GSE is our center of innovation and catapult dot gse dot upen dot edu i know it's a little tricky is our is virtual tricky. accelerator open and free to anyone interested in uh ed- education yeah. entrepreneurship you guys are good people you got a good heart you're doing great stuff thank you both this was thank wonderful you. i love working with you thank you thank you larry thank you so much larry okay Bye-bye. have a good week we'll talk soon okay bye-bye thank you thank for you, having us thank oh my pleasure nene bye-bye Okay, everybody. Wow. Okay, what great folks. I just think they're, they're terrific. Okay, so at any rate, check it out. I got it all linked over here, catapult.gse.upen.edu. It's really good stuff. And I, I, I like doing these shows because, hey, I'm going to find out about a lot of great companies that we can bring to you. We can help them get started, but it's also important for educators, Okay, who aren't that familiar with business but have great ideas? Okay, they can tap into this and make it work. These are the experts. Okay, so please check it out through the link. We're going to archive over at ace-ed.org. Welcome to the week after Thanksgiving vacation. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>